You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Um, in the next ten minutes or so, we'll be catching up with Peter Sabine about the local music scene, and I'm really excited to chat with him because he is a multimedia and also music producer, and he's also the founder of Hold Jang, a local music record label. Pete, it's so lovely to chat to you again. How are you doing? Hi, Noreen. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Um, just come back from the UK for trips, so I'm out of quarantine at the moment. So thank that's goodness. A good thing. Did you okay. manage to yeah. make it to the the three plus four days? Were you, were you released early? Yeah. So I was um, in the middle of the rule changes, and I was wondering if I'd have to stick out the course. But um, they did let me free um, a day or so earlier, and I the last day I'd say I was. I was starting to struggle a bit, you know, I had, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, quarantine's easy. And then after like day five, I was like, oh, my uh, God, like, I don't know how people did three weeks before, you know, they're they're real saints. So, uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, my hat's off for them. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's a gain. It's it's a real gain. Even th- that one day, you know, I'm sure you can appreciate. Oh, yeah, this. totally. 100%, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're so live also- this afternoon on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. We'd love our listeners to join in. If you've got any thoughts or any comments about the local music scene, feel free to, to weigh in. Um, So I think I was checking our records, and Pete, you were on the show exactly two years ago. I think that's when you oh, right. first started uh, the, the label. Um, how's it How's it going? Um, to Tell us a little bit more about Hold Jang Records. Yeah, it's great. So um, actually, the label began uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, basically because uh, I was DJing quite a bit at the time, I'd say maybe uh, three or four days a week. Um, and, you know, I think coming with the DJing is also a lot of partying. So there's not much time for a lot of other things. Uh, so I started the label because I was essentially um, I probably say I was a bit bored, but also I was listening to like a lot more um local music and uh, music from around the region. And I just wanted to showcase um, that uh, to the world, basically. So um, I signed up with a couple of artists. um, And our current release is uh, a release by Finger Gap. Um, He's a local um, electronic uh, musician, electronic artist. um, And he he focuses on a style called footwork, um, which is basically originating from Chicago. And it combines elements of like R&B, hip hop with like funk, disco, um, drum and bass. Uh, It's kind of glitchy. Uh, It's also sort of a bit staggered in his feet. It's not like a sort of like, you know, straight beat. So it's very complex. It can be quite complex, jazzy. Um, And Finger Gap's got his own sort of take on it, which is more of a uh, Cantonese lyrics, uh, sort of a city pop feel, which references a lot of 80s and 90s Hong Kong and Japanese music. So I'd say that um, it's a very unique take. Um, and uh, his album just came out. It's called uh, Shan Shan 160. Um, so uh, Shan refers to uh, like a Canto word for stagger, like uh, San. And then 160 is the BPM, 160 BPM per minute, which mm-hmm. is quite fast. If you think about R&B, it's about R&B is like 190 to 100. And then like house or disco is probably 120 to 130. So 160 is pretty fast. Once you get to 180, 200, you're talking about like pretty hard to dance to music. So it's it's more of a faster experimental end of things, I'd say. Yeah. How did you two meet then? So um, interesting enough, like Finger Gap, um, 
I've known him on and off for 10 years. Um, he is actually a classmate of some of my friends. Um, uh, 10 years ago, I was working in corporate communications uh, based in HSBC, and one of my colleagues who um, worked more in accounting, he uh, had a SoundCloud, and he said, like, hey, uh, check out my SoundCloud. And I thought, <laughs> uh, you know, everyone, everyone has a SoundCloud. Um, I checked it out, and it's absolutely amazing. His name is Tommy. Is an artist called Tiny Gun, and um, through him, I met a few guys, um, and one of them was uh, Finger Gap, um, and we sort of kept in touch. We run into each other at Clock and Flap every year. Uh, we run into each other at shows, and about two years ago, you know, he wanted to DJ, and so we just started DJing together. And then I started listening to his tunes, and they're incredible. They're so different, unique, and I think they really respect the heritage of like Cantonese and Cantopop music, but like pushing it into a future boundary. One of the one of the thing with uh, with with Finger Gab is that he he wants to take that heritage of like Cantopop and a history of like Cantonese and Hong Kong culture and then push it into a more sort of futuristic way of thinking with, you know, with the hints of nostalgia and retroness, but like putting it into a more innovative uh, tone, which I think I really like because I want to avoid the narrative of like the the sort of like looking back at the past without thinking about what the future is. And that's really what Holland's Records is about. So on his new album, he also has uh, the singer Fedor Yuri, who has been based in Hong Kong a long time and you've had on your show before. This is a sort of uh, from Kazakhstan originally, but he basically has been based in Hong Kong and he sings all the Cantonese lyrics for the album as well. And we're also putting out his solo album this year. And uh, my my first album is coming out like in two months as well. So we're, we're busy. Um, and not to forget, uh, we put out a um, release with the uh, bass and EDM artist Pressure K um, and Wabi Sabi. Um, it was called The Prophecy that came out about two months ago. And um, that's incredible, especially the visuals. Um, and I'd like to shout out to Pressure K. Um, the, he's an amazing producer. And he also taught me a lot about, uh, you know, scheduling promotion and production and sometimes I'd be in the bar having a few beers and I'd message him and be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, and just sort of soundboards stuff off him. So, yeah, it's been really busy and really cool, basically. Sounds like there's a good group of support system. And it's so important when you are an emerging yeah. artist, when you're sort of new to the scene or just putting music out there. It's so good to just Absolutely. talk to people who in the know about these things. I'll tell you what, like, honestly... Uh, excuse my French, I didn't know my ass from my elbow when I first started doing this. You know, I was DJing, I thought I knew everything because I knew how to DJ. And, you know, having a record label and DJing are like completely different things. Like, you know, and one of the things that I've learned so much is about leveraging the different types of platforms. Uh, you know, we have uh, Finger Gap on Bandcamp, which is a more independent music platform that... Um, is very well known for like alternative and independent musicians. But then also um, I've been learning personally about Spotify. How do you get listens on Spotify? How do you get traction on Spotify? How do you uh, monetize Spotify? And then YouTube, like how do you monetize YouTube? Like uh, how, do you, how do you look at data on, across different platforms? It's really important. I think one of the struggles for uh, the label right now I, in general is that, you know, where do we balance like being like, oh, authentic and alternative and also like you know playing with the big boys the, the the streaming platforms what are the implications of that are we just sort of like pushing for more hits or what's our identity and i think we have to balance that having that true identity and also you know looking at ways that we can be sustainable you know i think that's very important 
Um, I'd like to shout James uh, um, Steerhole. Uh, he's a music promoter and distributor, and his um, brother Tommy loved our records. Uh, we learned quite a lot of um, stuff about YouTube and Spotify from them, and how to promote and just getting so much support from those guys and big shout out to them as well. Yeah, I remember Love the Records. I think pre-pandemic times, yeah. they used to come up to RTHK and distribute, hand distribute CDs and music to every DJ and just so lovely. Um, that I, I got to say, yeah. I was super impressed when you sent me the track Shan Shan uh, 160 by Finger Gap. I was so impressed with yeah. so many platforms. It's available on, say, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, KK Box, and, and, and the rest. So it really is, you know, kudos. Um, have you found a particular streaming platform to be more popular or resonates more with, say, a Hong Kong audience? Yeah, I would say in general that Spotify is very connected to Hong Kong audiences. Um, some people use Apple Music, but I think Spotify, for streaming anyway, um, has very good curation. And you can really find a lot of... Um, artists on there and you know really dig deep into different genres they they have a few playlists one is called 852 rising i think all of us in hong kong should be checking out that playlist because you can see that every week you know that there there are all these new artists um coming on the platform and you know i'd say you know we, we look at the pandemic as a time of, 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 of strife trouble and in many ways it is um and especially for live musicians in hong kong and venues but in terms of the independent music creation, I've never seen it, you know, as strong as this before. Um, it, it's so strong right now. And I think there's a lot of interest abroad as well. I just came back from the UK and France and I DJed at a festival in France run by some uh, people that used to be running a pomegranate sounds, a collective in Hong Kong. They're now based in um, the south of France in the Pyrenees. Um, we did a festival called Nestival based in Nestier in France. And everyone was saying like, oh, what's, what are these mu music you're playing? Like Canto music, I play some Korean, Japanese uh, disco, and they're so interested in it. And they want to know more about Hong Kong music. I know that the band TYNT was just playing in uh, France. Um, people like, you know, Wild Style, Young Queens, those guys, they, they, they have big European shows. I, I really think a lot of people around the world are interested in Hong Kong artists. And I believe that the, they've never seen so many good Hong Kong artists now, especially young people with amazing skills in production, amazing skills in arrangement, writing, melody, everything. Um, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with the heritage of, of canto pop that was you know, established quite a sophisticated system for writing, arranging, distributing, and also commercializing. And I think it'd be great if we could extend that more towards young kids now who are trying to get out of their bedrooms and you know, out to the world. Absolutely. And, and uh, hashtag, I, hashtag speech. <laughs> my speech. I was going to say, because <laughs> during the pandemic, absolute people have been stuck at home and not really been going out. It's such a great sort of avenue to, to just be creative. And, and music uh, is sort of the, the, the perfect platform. I, I do sort of want to ask, who, who are the types of um, artists that, that you work with? Um, uh, and what sorts of music have you been working on? Yeah, so basically the types of music that I, I've been working with, um, you know, Fedor Yuri is more into alternative uh, pop. I, I'd say he, he calls it anti-pop. So it's what you <laughs> see as a trend in pop music in, in the last few years, which has been, you know, when you think about like, say, pop from 20 years ago, like you're talking about Britney, Christina, um, those oh, type of things. It's like, 20 years um, ago, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And uh, to be fair, 
Um, I just went to Lady Gaga in London, which is incredible, by the way. And, you know, you know, and she, she so put out lucky. Poker Face in like 2008 or nine. And that was probably like, that's 15 years ago now. <laughs> and it's still so relevant. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it is. It is. Like, but I do think that pop now is moving towards a more like what they call like deconstructed sound or hyper sound, um, which is more like a bit more alternative rather than just and straight up what you think of of what pop music is. And I, I think that Fedor works in that space. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, Finger Gap, you know, he's he's kind of related to the faster genres of dance music. You know, that, that would be uh, footwork to ghetto tech, which is or, or all like Chicago and Detroit influenced sounds. Um, and then Pressure K, uh, the producer, you know, he's into his oh, trap. Ghetto um, tech. Yeah. I've never heard of uh, that before. Yeah, ghetto tech. Wow. Yeah, Ghetto Tech is probably a version of like sort of house with 30, 30 bass lines, um, more of a kind of um, uh, spunky swing, like, you know, more gangster, I guess you could say. Uh, that's a very <clears throat> big genre of uh, dance music in the States. Um, our other artists work on uh, uh, trap, bass, bass music, basically focused on, on bass lines. And um, EDM, which can encompass all types of styles from like trance to house. I know it's a bit techno, but uh, sorry, technical, but um, <laughs> those are the types of artists I'm working with. But, you know, what I can see now in the Hong Kong market is like you have everything from like, you know, hip hop, funk, like soul into like uh, punk, metal uh, and different types of deconstructed and hyper pop. So more like alternative forms of pop music. Uh, I can see pretty much any type of genre in Hong Kong right now. And, um, you know, especially as well, the DJ scene it, with fast dance music, like Psytrance, Trance, uh, all these types of fast dance music getting very popular. So um, I'd say right now there's a really, really healthy ecosystem. And I, I'd like to work with anyone in any genre. That was the point of Poland and Records is that we wanted to push music in any genre i didn't want people to just say like oh okay we're just doing fast dance music you know we're also doing pop we're doing like things like hip-hop and you know i i think if a music's good i can listen to any genre so you know sometimes when djs and musicians say oh i don't like these types of artists and uh, i said well you know maybe you should try listening to them before you criticize them like um because i used to play a lot of pop music especially uh, DJed in a lot of gay clubs in the past or, you know, LGBTQ plus um, type venues. And, you know, we would play a lot of pop music. And I think a lot of the pop music is um, incredibly written, arranged, um, performed. And I think going to Lady Gaga last two weeks ago, Saturday, I could just see that as a thing. You know, her performance, her writing, her, 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 her singing, her talent was so on point. And anyone in any genre can learn from her for sure. So our, our label is about openness, you know, we, any style, as long as we think it's good, we'll promote it. Yeah, and I think totally bring back a bit of fusion, bring back a bit of Paula Choi yeah. versus Sam Hoy with, I don't know, yeah. Ghetto Tech, you know, <laughs> something like that. I think no, and that's, so Finger Gap does have an album uh, called Caution Wet Floor, like uh, Sue Day Watt, which is all like remix canto pop. <laughs> And it's uh, it's really awesome. I'll send you the links. Uh, yeah, and please. Yeah, do. that was the album, which is really cool. Like, um, and a lot of people are doing it now. Like, they're revisiting the classics from their childhood and reinventing them and and rethinking them. It's great for Hong Kong in the world as well. Um, you know, we're we're still here, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
and the new generation can appreciate that, that yeah, that the that yeah. the older genre and, and bring back those classics and that those new rearrangements. Um, Pete, as a mm. seasoned DJ, you've been in the industry for for a very long time. Um, yeah. During the pandemic, what sorts of challenges or what sorts of impact have you seen that have on the on the music scene? Yeah, well, I think you know, I've been I've been DJing from university days, which is now I'm showing my age. Uh, like that was like in the early 2000s. Um, and uh, after I moved back to Hong Kong in 2004, you know, I've been DJing regularly, I'd say at least two to three times a week. Um, the big change for me was that in 2000, like I, I just basically stopped DJing. We didn't have gigs. And then with the various restrictions, uh, we'd try and have shows. Some of them would be okay. Sometimes the crowd wouldn't come out. Sometimes they would. Um, sometimes the shows would get shut down. Um, so it's been like that for the last two two and a half years now. Um, very hard to get a consistent scene going. I think there's a lot of other factors. The Lan Kwai Fong has become deeply unpopular. Um, Wan Chai also become more unpopular. A lot of the gigs were moving out to different areas, like in industrial new buildings, like industrial buildings industrial in Kuantong or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't want to reveal, reveal too much about locations, but I'd say like that there's and those places were were original and unique and featured artists that you've never heard of that had, wouldn't had never played in like Lan Kwai or Soho or in Wan Chai, but you know were just absolutely incredible. Um, I, I still think that in Central in general there's still quite a few good venues going. Um, you know things like um, like Social Oma, uh, Salon Ten, like Frank's, um, places like that. Um, that are Why really is good, Lan Kwai but... Fong as popular these days? Is it because the, the young crowd just doesn't want to go there? Or, you know, what are some of the yeah, reasons? Yeah, I think there's a few factors. It, they don't have anything to do with pandemic. I mean, Lan Kwai Fong has been unpopular since pretty much they decided to renovate the main tower in the middle. Um, I think it's uh, California Tower. So that kind of like made the whole place lose momentum. And then I think it was just too expensive. Uh, the bars are pretty much the same style. They weren't really, you know, in tune with the new generation who likes to take photos, post on Instagram, post stories, no deals, too expensive. Um, and, you know, no change. I mean, you you know, around the end of, say, 2018, 19, you go to Lan and you hear the songs that they used to play when I was like in high school trying to sneak into the bars. <laughs> like, it's not really changing. And and, and Wan Chai, the same too. Um, although Wan Chai did have like a very robust music, live music scene. Um, and I think there were, there were a lot of factors that led to Wan Chai and Lang Kwai being a bit out of fashion. And uh, then tons of venues started coming up, like in industrial buildings and um, people doing parties in like country parks, beaches, um, and more choices. And also traveling as well. People can travel quite cheaply before. So instead of spending like 1500 on a night out in Lang Kwai, I spend like fifteen hundred flying to Japan. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of factors. Internet people people don't mind staying home. Like, so there's tons of factors to why they didn't come out. I think, and now it's it's pretty tough, especially with no travelers. Um, and I hope that everything can go back to normal. There's a lot of new a lot of new bars. I think that Langfai is starting to like revamp at the moment. So, um, hopefully, you know, if that can come back, that'd be great. And the same with Wanshai. Um, I think we talk about impacting DJs, but I think the biggest impact's been on live musicians um, who, you know, play in venues like The Wanch, like Dust Till Dawn, um, places like that, and suddenly they can't work. And these guys are amazing musicians. They played like Guns N' Roses 
better than Guns N' Roses play it. Like the guys can play like Slash solos just as well as Slash. Um, obviously they didn't write them, but the point is these guys are amazing musicians mm -hmm. and a lot of them are, and I think Chris B from the underground mentioned, you know, they, they're struggling, um, they can't work. And they, it, it, I, I don't see any basis for that. There's no scientific basis behind banning live music. And I, I just can't see an argument why this should continue. Um, livelihoods are being affected, especially as live musicians, musicians who have to sell the guitars. They have to work as like in Deliveroo uh, and doing, you know, what it does to make ends meet when these guys are super talented and they've work, been working hard for years. So I hope that live music can come back because the effect on having no income for these people is like knocks onto their families, their communities. Um, I think stats in the US anyway show that unemployment when unemployment increases, then you know the death rate also increases. So there's a correlation between uh, standard of living and life expectancy and unemployment. And not only that, but if you look at like different cities, uh, nightlife contributes so much to the income of the economy, uh, to people's um, income and, and um, wages, and and the liveliness and the image of a city. So all these things should be pushed and should be promoted to get Hong Kong back on track and, you know, get get this a destination that people want to come to again, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I'm not talking about quarantine. Quarantine's another issue, but let's just talk about nightlife. Get it, get it up and started again. The Wanch has a new big venue in in, in um, Luard Roads, and it looks amazing. And there should be shows there every day, and there will be shows, and we it should be now. It shouldn't be delaying anymore, you know? I think two and a half years, enough's enough, you know? Yeah, and I think, but back to that point, I think you you mentioned just now. So, Crispy, uh, you know, she's been really advocating yeah. for 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 these musicians. And the point she also made was that you know during the fifth wave, all these live music venues were closed, and the fifth wave was yeah. when we saw the most number of infections in Hong Kong. So she was sort of yeah. making the point that you know, is is it are they really the cause of it? You know, or, or are they really linked to it because they were all closed? So maybe you know, it's time to bring yeah. back the live music so that people can enjoy it. I think, Noreen, a lot of it has to do with that, you know, one of the most prominent cases in the beginning of COVID was from insomnia. That's right. And also, yeah. I think in the second wave, um, in Ponder Streets, um, forgetting the name of the bar now. Um, but anyway, oh, yeah. one of the a waves. few bars. Yeah, there was that uh, cluster. Anyway, yeah, um, I've been to that bar a lot of times. Okay, maybe I should... <laughs> drink less but anyway the point is that um it's easy to point the finger at bars because it's like oh people talking to each other you know people people having fun um but you know i i think it's it, it's a bit it's a bit tired and and old it, it it affects the economy it also affects the the visual and aesthetic aspect of the city when you walk past places and they're empty, you know, the vibe, the vibe is not good. Yeah. Well, finally, um, um, we've only got a couple yeah. of minutes left. How can, how, sure. how can we, uh, the listeners, support these independent musicians, artists? Um, purchasing their yeah. music is definitely one of them. Um, and how else can we yeah. be supporting them? Yeah, I would say, you know, first of all, like, you know, go to your platforms like Bandcamp. So that's bandcamp.com. Just search in Hong Kong and any Hong Kong artists, Buy their music, just, you know, listen to their music, like their music. When you're on Spotify or Apple or any of your other platforms, YouTube, like people's music, comment on people's music, share people's music. Um, if you see some merch, buy some merch. Um, if they, if you see that they have shows, go to their show. I mean, these things 
share share it with people talk about it those, those are the main things that you can do to help help people um if you see a guy on the street playing music you know drop in 20 bucks or at least say hey i love your i love your loving music uh film their performance and tag them on on ig you know tag them on facebook all these things these little actions can make a huge difference and i, I think it's not just like sharing and um the music it's also about um giving people encouragement because you know, a lot of people, I think they they could have their, you know, um, morale knocked down in the last two years. Um, maybe they want to quit music altogether. A lot of people would feel like that when you can't perform, you know, you can't see shows. So I'd say, you know, keep people keep people's morale up by liking, supporting, sharing, um, and, and talking about it. And I think that's the best way you can support music. Yeah. And there's a lot of good music out there. Um, you know, if you're going to go to Spotify, don't just listen to the top 50. Go check out like um, 852 Rising, which is all the new Hong Kong artists. And you can check out ORG, which is another playlist that has all the new Asian artists. And every week there's probably like 10 to 20 new artists. Um, have a listen. There's going to be tons of stuff that you'll like for sure. 100%. And look um, for Pete. He can, you can yeah. help. <laughs> you're looking to work with us. artists as well. Exactly. So you can search on different platforms, uh, uh, our artists. So um, right now we're promoting Finger Gap. So I'd say finger, like um, your finger, and then at, at GAP, Gap. So uh, check him out. You can just search him on right. the net. 20 seconds. How can we find out more about yeah. Hold Jang Records? Okay. So I say the best way to do it is go to our website, which is uh, H-O-L-J-E-N-G holjang.com and then we can basically go from there all the links are there that's the best way to do it excellent um, pete uh, Sevine, yeah. thank you so much for your time this afternoon and i look forward Sorry. to chatting with you again in a couple of months time when you release your record awesome. thank you so much yeah <laughs> yeah cool